This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hey, hey guys, welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I am super excited about today's episode. We have the incredible Jess Pinelli on. She is a female empowerment coach and we talk about all things mindset, relationship with self and stepping out of your comfort zone. There is so much value in this conversation. So I will link all of her details in the show notes. Uh, She has her own podcast as well, which is really awesome, and I definitely recommend checking that out. Um, And I'll also link her Instagram handle where you can contact her if you want to reach out and find out more about the services and coaching that she offers. Okay, let's get stuck into it. Hi guys, we've got Jess Pinelli here today, a female empowerment coach. I'm super happy and excited to have her on the podcast. Welcome, Jess. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. So I wanted us to start off with you just explaining who you are and what you do so we can get to know a bit of an idea of, yeah, what motivates you and what your business is all about. Amazing. Yes. So I'm Jess. I'm a female empowerment coach and I coach women to repair the relationships with themselves because I truly believe that everything that is in our reality stems from how we treat ourselves, how we project ourselves, behaviors, our emotions, everything comes from self. So all of my one-on-one work, my one-on-one coaching focuses on lifestyle, focuses on relationships, human connection. So does my membership. I have a membership as well called Woman Up Monthly. That is really a platform to do in a, a group capacity share as much as I possibly can. And I also share a lot on my own podcast as well, the Jessica Pinelli podcast. Podcast. So it's important for me to connect with as many women as possible in the sense of being able to share all about the mindset or being able to share all what it means to have confidence, to step in your power, to take control of your life. And I think I was, I created this business. I've been in business now just over a year. I created this because I knew I was lacking in it myself. I knew that I was struggling with myself. And when I started to come out of this and I started to experience what it's like to be able to not feel guilty about putting yourself first, not feel shame around that, to be able to have the confidence to do whatever I was envisioning, I thought, I know there's going to be women out there who struggle with the exact same thing. So I thought, how can I create a business? How can I create a platform where I'm able to alleviate this problem for as many women as possible? That is so good. Do you know what's funny is it's such a female problem that exactly like investing in ourselves and putting ourselves first. You never hear of guys doing that or like having an issue with doing that. But for women, we do. And I think it's because you know, ultimately, well, I mean, I'm speaking really generalizing things here, but like we are nurturers. And so it can just become second nature for us to always put others above ourselves. But it's super important that, you know, we really feel fulfilled. We feel like our cup is full before we can start to sort of 
you know, help anyone else really. But we don't do that. We wait to the point that we're exhausted and we have got nothing left to give and we find ourselves in a position not being able to help anyone. So it sounds to me like you're obviously incredibly passionate about this. There has to be a bit of a backstory. Yeah? Yes, yes. So backstory is I was actually a personal trainer for six years and I remember being, I loved being a personal trainer. I love training predominantly my client base was women but what I started to see as I transitioned through the years so I did a bit of group fitness and then a bit of towards the end more just personal training what I found was as I was developing myself as a woman as I was really honing in on my personal development I started to share all these tips and what I was doing with my female client base I started to share the ways that I was meditating, how I was journaling, any other self-care practices that I was like, wow, this is really helping me. Sounds like you're on a similar journey. Why don't you try this out? And I know that every time that I would give a practice or something to one of my clients and they'd go away and do it and really put in the work behind just our personal training sessions, they'd come back and they'd feel a lot better about themselves. And I started to really understand what it meant to look after your well-being and not just focus all on physical health, right? There's more important things than just the focus of physical health. So I was like, how can I share more that is overview of well-being? So your mental, your emotional and your spiritual health. And I started to get really into it. And I remember my sessions, I would often have to have like a 30-minute break in between each session because I would spend the PT session, and then about 20 minutes after speaking to this client and just, I was so passionate about it that I didn't mind. I was like, do this, try this. It sounds like you're going through this. Or have you tried this journaling prompt? Or have you tried this? And so what happened was after this kept occurring, I got asked to speak at an event for women only. This is about three and a half years ago now. And it was a few other ladies speaking And I went up there as a personal trainer, but I also shared what I just shared now. And I was saying, you know, it's important to, yes, look good, feel good, whatever is important to you, whatever that means to you. But it's also so important to nurture what's happening inside of your head, because that is going to be reflected out consciously, everything that you're picking up consciously. And I remember doing this talk and connecting. There are over a hundred women at this event and I connected with most of them after. And I went home and I had, I don't know, this spark inside of me, this burning desire. And I was like, wow, I don't know what it is, but I'm going to make something out of doing this. I don't know exactly how I'm going to either do this in my business properly, as in my personal training business, or am I going to make a whole new business out of this? And I remember having a journal and I filled a notebook. I filled it all completely with all these ideas. And and in those ideas, you know, I wanted to start a podcast. I wanted a membership. I, I was like, these are the things that I want to share and create with the world. But at this point, so this was about three and a half years ago, I still had this underlying fear, I guess, of number one, failure, but number two, what other people would think. And so this, again, is a huge modality in what I coach now because I've been there. I know what it's like to have fear around that. And so I would do the bare minimum because I would always stop myself when I had a big idea and think, okay, what will people think? And the funny thing is, it wasn't really strangers on the internet that I cared about. It was my friends and family. I had my identity was a personal trainer. 
my identity was fitness and that. And even though I resonated with that and I loved that at that point in time, I was so scared to shift who I was and make that leap and become someone different that every time that I was doing something different or showing up differently on my social media, I would hold myself back a lot. And so I did start to show up on my stories a bit more. And I remember about, yeah, around this time, I did my first Instagram live ever. And I remember being so nervous that I propped my phone up on the tripod, got ready, and I'd like done my hair, looked all good, makeup. Now I couldn't care less. Like I'll go on live at any point in time. But I was so, so nervous that it took me, I reckon, about an hour to actually go live and speak. And it's funny because everything's been a progression now. I've just, it's second nature for me to show and share all that. And then the really big pivotal point of me beginning everything and going all in was a year or two after this event. So keep in the back of your mind here, I have this burning desire, but I'm doing myself a disservice. I'm keeping myself small. I'm feeding into the fear in my mind. And I'm like, even though I know this is right, I can feel it in my heart maybe I should just stay how I am. Maybe I should just do this, you know, share the odd bits and pieces over my social media. But I remember, pardon me, I remember getting asked in 2019. So just before COVID happened, I got asked to go over to Bali and coach. And one of my things I'd always, as a personal trainer, one of my goals was to go train in another country, go train other people. And so this opportunity came up. And I went, of course, I didn't say no. And I kind of didn't have reservations about it. I thought, why not? And I remember getting there. And in the first week, I made so many connections and now lifelong friends who were nomads, who were entrepreneurs. And I just felt like so at peace because I was like, this is me. This is what I need to do. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll just go back home I'll do my fitness job for a bit more. I save a bit more money and then I'll move over to Bali. And I remember saying to my dad, okay, this is what I'll do, you know. And he goes, okay, what's the worst case scenario? You stay there, you move there for a bit, you start your business and you fail. What do you do? You come home and you just go, you figure some other way out. And I thought, yeah, you know, why do I keep making excuses? Why do I have to save a little bit more extra money? Why do I have to do a little bit extra more before I feel comfortable in doing this? So I stayed there. It's almost those excuses we tell ourselves to stop us from actually taking that action and we justify them. But they're keeping us so, you know, any, I always talk to my girls about taking imperfect action and any step is a step towards your goal. You're going to be closer to your goal. Sometimes it's just about not having everything worked out. It's just about taking that action. Yeah, and that's the thing, like, It's so obvious to me now and it's something that I share with all of my clients. But back then I was just trying to talk myself out of it. And that's what I noticed with all the women who coach with me as well is most of the time and everyone listening, like start to ask yourself, like we like to put all this blame on everyone else, but are you actually the one who is holding yourself back? Are you the one that keeps feeding yourself this idea of why you shouldn't start or why you shouldn't do something? And that's exactly what I was doing to myself. And I remember, you know, just going all in, quitting my job and, you know, keep in mind, like I didn't have a big lot of savings. I didn't have a client base online per se, right? And I just thought now's the time I've got to make this happen. 
So, sorry, dog's in the background. <laughs> and so I went and I made it work and, you know, I've just kind of surpassed the first year in business and it's been hard. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I wouldn't have it any other way. It has been hard. It's been a bunch of trial and error. Yeah, I feel, yeah, it's funny. Actually, I've just come up to my first year in business online as well and it has been the biggest roller coaster of my life. <laughs> It is thrilling and exciting, but probably the hardest thing, and you would agree, you've almost done. And people don't understand that. And I was even thinking about how you were saying showing up on your stories on Instagram and going live. And when you watch people, even for me, you know, if I watch like big influencers, I guess because they do it all the time, they feel confident, but we don't really know how they're feeling. And it is a matter of really stepping out of your comfort zone because you're putting yourself out there and you're making yourself super vulnerable and you are open to judgment. And that can be a big deterrent as to why people don't make big change and don't really live out what they feel that their calling is because they're too worried about the opinions of others, which is incredibly sad because, I mean, even just talking to you for this short period of time, I can see the passion that you have and that you have the ability to make such a positive impact on the lives of women. And it's so sad to think that you could have not pursued that because of fear. Yeah, it's so true. And you don't realise, like hindsight is a beautiful thing because you start to realise, you start to have all these missing puzzle pieces and it's like, imagine if I just kept putting it off, right? Maybe eventually I might have started it. Maybe eventually I might have done something, but I am such a big believer now because I've gone through it. Like whatever you were thinking of or whatever you want to do, take the leap of faith. Just start, start somewhere because that's a compound effect, right? You start something, you put 1% each day. And if you started this week, then by the end of the week, that's 7% more that you've done than getting to the end and doing 0% more. And that's what so many of us, male and female, do is that we make these excuses, we keep ourselves small and we worry so much. This is the big thing. We worry so much about what other people are going to say and what other people are going to do and you know, when you show up on your social media, whatever you share, there's always going to be people who disagree with you. You are never going to have 100% of people be like, yep, everything you say is correct. You know, I could have a story or I could write a caption and it could be the most beautiful written caption ever. And I've still got people in my DMs that are like, well, you know, I don't actually agree with that. You shouldn't post that. And to me, it's fine. Everyone has their opinion. Everyone has their way that they live life. But I'm also, I ask myself, am I intentionally hurting someone here, whether it's emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually? No, I'm living out my truth. Am I living out my perspective? Yes. And when you live out your truth and you you stay aligned with your values, you will notice that you will be so much more in alignment with your life and what you do if you're doing that for yourself and not for anyone else. 100%. And do you know what? People pick up on that. People know when someone's being authentic and honest and living out, like you were saying, what they feel truly passionate about and what they believe in. You can always sniff out people that are faking it. And Mm. so, you know, you can only kind of keep that up for so long. So really just going for what you know the right thing to do is I think that feeling that you had within yourself like you said when you first spoke with that group of women and you felt like it probably because I feel the same like I feel like this fire within me 
And I just know with full certainty that this is what I'm supposed to do. And that's exactly what it sounded like for you. But that doesn't mean that you become fearless. There's still fear around acting on that. And a big thing that I have really noticed in my life is every time I feel super fearful about doing something, that's a sign to me that I need to do that thing. Yes, I couldn't agree more because that's a sign that is like it's time to get out of your comfort zone. It's time to step out. And I always say get comfortable getting uncomfortable because that's where the growth happens. That's where you see change and that's where you see the reality that you desire, right? And so many of us will stop when it starts to get a little bit uncomfortable. But I look back at at all the things, you know, I'm 28 in a couple months and I look back at my 20s and I and I look back at all the pivotal moments over the years of change and where I've gone in another direction and I think those moments were the most uncomfortable for me the most scariest because we don't like to jump into the unknown we don't like to jump into something that we don't know the outcome because as human beings we like comfort we want to know familiarity you know and so all of the times that I've jumped out and I've done the opposite of that that's where I've grown the most yeah that's so true I was just thinking as well like how much do you think it comes down to your own self-worth not pursuing what you feel you should pursue like you know a lot of us I'm just reflecting back on my clients and even in my own life as well where I haven't pursued something that I feel like I should have or I think that would benefit me because I have limiting beliefs about myself that firstly, I couldn't do it or secondly, that I don't deserve it. And so you can stay in your box, whether that is, you know, you stay really unhappy. You know, I guess I'm thinking about my clients. So like, you know, staying unhealthy, staying in a position where you don't feel confident and comfortable in your body because you're fearful of making any kind of change that you think you don't, you won't actually be able to follow through on that. Or you don't think you deserve to look better. You don't deserve to feel better. And so sticking with what's familiar is just easier. Yeah. I think self-worth is everything. Self-worth is the foundation. It's byproduct of that is self-trust, self-responsibility, self-love and self-accountability. As I said at the start, one of the main modalities for me in my work is working on self because if you don't understand what you're worthy of, the thing is we're born with self-worth. This is what people forget. We get so conditioned to believe we're not worthy of something or someone or an experience or anything that we believe that's how we've started with no self-worth and we have to build it up. It's a complete opposite. We are born worthy. What has happened is that over the years, we have been conditioned to believe all these reasons why we are not worthy. And so we diminish ourselves down to this point, just pretend, you know, we're at 100% when we're born. And we start to, over the years, diminish it down to sometimes 0%. And then instead of taking ownership, this is the hardest thing taking ownership instead of taking ownership we go oh well I was in a bad relationship when I was 18 so that took some of my self-worth oh when I was 21 I got fired from my job so that took some of my self-worth uh when I was 23 I had a friendship breakup and that diminished some of my self-worth so yes do those things affect your self-worth and affect your self-trust absolutely but are they the reasons for blame no it's about looking at how 
what is the feedback? Number one, what is the feedback you can get from every situation? And number two, how are you going to objectively look at it and change something in your life to make yourself better? Because I believe that every experience and every relationship, whether right now it, you're still in it or whether right now, you know, it's been a perceived negative or even positive situation, how can you grow from that? How can you become a better person for you? It's not looking at, okay, this guy or girl broke my heart when I was 21 and, you know, it was a very toxic relationship. They did this, they, 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 they. Where's the responsibility in self? And that's where the work starts to come into. And that's the hardest part. We don't want to take responsibility for what we have done wrong in quotations marks or what we didn't know was best. We want to be able to, okay, I'm going to shift that onto someone else and I'm not going to do the work, but when something else comes up in my life and something is mirrored back onto me, I'm just going to blame that situation and I'm not going to work on myself. And that's why people repeat patterns. That's why people stay in their trauma. They don't heal trauma. And I always like to say trauma can be a lot of different things because I think for a long time on social media, trauma was perceived as the worst thing possible, right? Trauma can be that you had a, a car crash or, you know, you had to put your pet down. It doesn't just have to be grief or some form of abuse. It can be an umbrella for a lot of different things. So this is what people don't learn. They think, okay, well, I've never been abused, whatever that form of abuse is, or I've never experienced grief. I don't have any trauma. I don't have anything that's wrong with me. But it's like, okay, hang on a second. What are the other things that have happened in your life? that have made you feel at that point in time, I'm not worthy to get that. I'm not worthy to having a loving relationship. I'm not worthy of money. I'm not worthy of having really good friends that I can trust, right? Or, and this is the thing, you stay in the trauma, you create patterns, you get in this cycle, and that's where your beliefs come from. And your beliefs get imprinted into your subconscious mind, which is 90% of you. And then that 10% that is fed back out in your conscious mind, that's the reality you're living. And we don't get taught this enough. We get taught, you know, that the superficial stuff of, yeah, just change your thoughts and you'll change your life. Yes, that's the basis. That's true. But it's like, what about all the other stuff that has created those thoughts? Oh, that is so good. So true. So I'm just thinking if you've if there's someone here that wants to or that's listening that wants to make a change but is too scared to take that step forward and maybe has those beliefs about themselves that they can't do it or they don't deserve it, how do they make, how do they take action towards that goal that don't seem, that doesn't seem too overwhelming? Like what can they practically do? Great question. I would start journal or write it on a piece of paper, write it on a notepad, whatever you want to call it. I would write down what is your belief? What do you keep telling yourself every single day? Or what is the thing that every single time you want to do something, it stops you? Is it, I'm not worthy? I'm not good enough. I am broke. I'm not worthy of love. Whatever it may be, what is your dominant thought? Write that down and do a series of why. So say, for example, it's, I'm not worthy. Why? Answer that question. Why do you feel not worthy? I don't feel worthy because of X, Y, Z. Okay, why again? Why, why, why? And the moment that you start to break it down, what happens is your mind starts to look for evidence to show you 
okay, well, yeah, in this scenario in your life five years ago, this is when you're not worthy. Okay, but why did you feel like that? Was that your belief? And this is the thing. It's not always our belief. Matter of fact, 99% of the time, it's what we have been conditioned by other people or what we have picked up subconsciously. It's others' beliefs. It's not actually our belief and we take that on. So start to write it down and start questioning it because a lot of the time, we keep it up in here. We don't have any form of outlet to understand this is what I'm thinking, seeing it on a piece of paper and being like, okay, I'm not worthy. And what I say is say it out loud. Keep saying to yourself. It's just like, you know, you may say it internally, I'm not worthy or I'm a loser. Say that out self and, and feel. Does that feel good? Does that actually feel good to say I'm a loser 10 times in a row, right? And what you're affirming to yourself. The next thing from there, once you've broken it down, and this can take this can take a while because different scenarios can come up, different experiences can come up, and you can start to question that. Start to ask, okay, what do you actually want to say? So if the limiting belief is I'm not worthy and you've broken it down a bunch of times, what's the thing that you want to say? Is it I am worthy? Where are the times in your life where it reflected onto you that you are worthy? Was it that job promotion you got? Was it that time that, you know, you dated someone short term and it was the best time in your life, they made you feel love? Where are the moments that you felt worthy to receive? And I, and I always think, you know, go above and beyond of your thinking. Don't just try to think like, yeah, okay, I never got a job promotion. Okay, but whether the times that you were grateful for what you got from the universe, from the world, where there's a time that someone did a, a random act of kindness, start to look in your life, all of the things that is evidence to say you were worthy and start to every single day affirm the different belief. And what's going to happen is at the start, I can guarantee there's going to be so much resistance that every time you say, I am worthy, there's probably going to be this little voice inside your head that goes, no, you're not, you're unworthy. Stop yourself and say, yes, I am worthy because of that time that I got a job promotion. Move about your day. Again, and I always say, try to do it three to five times a day where you just have about 90 seconds to feel into it. Say it again, lunchtime, I am worthy. No, Jess, you're not worthy. Well, yes, I am worthy because I have a great loving group of friends who always love being around me and invite, have invited me out to lunch this Saturday. Yes, I am worthy. And see how what starts to happen is if you keep repeating this and you go in this process, your subconscious mind is like, well, yeah, you're right. You're actually giving me evidence to support that. And it may not be just as easy as saying I am worthy and keep saying it, repeating, because that for people who are so ingrained with an affirmation as such of I'm not worthy, it's going to be so hard to just replace that sentence. And that's why we look for evidence. And that's why over time, it's a practice, it's a method, but it becomes so ingrained into your routine that you can stop yourself and be like, I am worthy. No, Jess, you're not worthy. Yes, I am worthy because I received this today. It can even be, yes, I am worthy. I received my pay today from work. So that's showing me I'm a good worker. I am worthy of abundance. That's a form of worthiness. And when I give this to my clients, when I share this with people, it's hard at the start. It's not easy. It's, it's easier said than done. But when you start to reiterate to your subconscious mind and give it reason to believe, you will watch that soon, that affirmation, I'm worthy, becomes so easy. It's like, I am worthy. Why wouldn't I believe that?
yeah, totally agree. And I'm just thinking it does take a level of being aware of the thoughts that you're thinking because yeah. I think a lot of us just go through our day and thoughts running through our minds and beliefs about ourselves and what we deserve running through our minds and we don't question them. We take them as fact. And so it's about questioning them and actually being aware of what is running through your mind. That's the first step. Would you agree? Because without that, you can't combat that thought with another thought to try to replace it because you aren't even particularly aware that you're thinking that, if that makes sense. Yep. Yep. That makes sense. Number one step, self-awareness. And the way to have self-awareness is to literally stop yourself when you are feeling crappy, when you feel that something in your life isn't in alignment or things aren't going your way. Start to ask, okay, what am I actually saying to myself every day? Be honest. The hardest thing is to be honest with yourself of what you were saying to yourself. So have the moment where you truly just take a moment, sit down, journal, meditate, have quiet time, whatever it may be, and just ask, okay, how am I feeling right now? What am I saying to myself? And a lot of the times when I get on applicant calls for my private coaching, I ask this question and I say, how are you feeling about yourself right now? You know, how's your your self-talk? And you're right. People don't recognize. They don't understand until they take a moment to think about it and say, oh, well, yeah, actually, it's not too good. And I didn't realize. And so the first step, like you said, is become self-aware because once you start to become self-aware, things start to change and things start to transition. And yeah, agree. And I think the other thing as well is sometimes when we are so used to thinking a certain way, for example, playing the victim and feeling a certain way about ourselves that is negative, we do get some kind of a reward from that. And sometimes that's sitting in self-pity and choosing not to do the hard stuff, which is to change our behaviour and to get out of our comfort zone, when we sit in that, we sit in that self-pity and victimization, we do feel a sense of fulfillment in a way because we feel comfortable in that and we can justify why we're not changing and why we're not moving on to bigger and better things. And it's about replacing that and thinking about the kind of people we want to be and the kind of opportunities we want to have in our life and what we want to accomplish. We're not going to be able to do that if we stay where we're comfortable. That requires getting out and living in the uncomfortable. And just to refer back to what you were saying around dealing with your trauma, that takes, that's where I believe that really fits in. It's when you step out of your comfort zone, a part of that is that you are standing up against those self-limiting beliefs and that requires you to put yourself in a position where it's really hard and it's really uncomfortable and it is uncomfortable yeah it's not easy yeah and I think you know going back to what you said is that you need to look if you are playing victim and if you're doing this to yourself when a lot of the time the the cause of blame is you it's not other people. And, you know, an example that I like to give is say someone is, a woman is in a relationship. She gets cheated on and then she has a bit of time and she has this mentality, all men are cheaters, all men are bad. She meets someone else who is treating her great, who is doing all the things that she envisioned that she wanted in a relationship. 
but she has this limiting belief and this victim mentality that, well, no, men are bad, men are cheaters, he's going to cheat. And so what happens is that starts to play out in your reality. Every time he is doing something that you were wishing for in your relationship, you start to question him, why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? And it's an act of kindness. Every time that he may get a text or phone call, who's that? What are you doing? So then what starts to happen is every single time that there is reason for you to trust him, that limiting belief, if you don't work on it and you don't get out of victim mentality, every single time that something good is happening, you're going to push back because your subconscious mind is like, no, don't accept that. And so then what happens in this relationship? You keep pushing. You keep going, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Where are you? What are you doing? And so what ends up happening, this is obviously an extreme example, is that you push that person so much, they cheat. And so then what happens at the end of that relationship? You go, well, see, I know it. All men are cheaters. All men are bad. All men, blah, blah, blah. And this can obviously, that was just example, uh, woman, man. This can work in all relationships. But this is one thing is if you don't actively become aware of that and you find, look at in your life right now, where are the repeated patterns? Are they in your relationships? It can be romantic. It can be platonic. Is it in your work environment? Is it in your finances? Is it in your home environment? Where are the repeated patterns and how are you playing victim? How are you actually doing yourself a disservice? Because in the example that I gave, it was staying in that victim mentality. Yeah, of course, you know, your first relationship, you get cheated on, be sad. You're allowed to be sad. We're humans. But then it's like, what can I learn from this? What feedback did I get from this? How can I be a better person in my next relationship? How can I show up more? How can I meet my own needs before I'm asking someone else in a relationship to meet mine? Instead of going into it with, oh, this guy's really good, but I still think all men are bad. I still think all men are cheaters. And then you play out that reality. And people get stuck in these patterns over and over again. And I guarantee with this example that this woman, she could get stuck in all these relationships. And who is she going to blame? The men. There's going to be no ownership. There's going to be like, no, okay, maybe I have trust issues. Maybe I have abandonment issues. Maybe I lack self-trust. So I can't actually give that to someone else. Maybe I lack loving myself or I lack understanding my needs. What do I actually need? that I've projected so much into other relationships that she doesn't know what that self-love is. And this is the thing, when we keep playing into the patterns and we don't become self-aware, we don't check in with ourselves, that's one of the biggest things I share with all of my clients, I share with my friends, is every don't check in with yourself once a week. At the end of a week, on a Sunday, okay, how am I feeling? It's a daily practice. And it's something that everyone, male and female, needs to get into a better habit of is asking yourself throughout the day. I constantly ask myself, how am I feeling right now? Am I honoring my needs? Do I need anything from me? Do I need to take a step back? Do I need to rest? Do I need to practice more discipline? And have those honest chats with yourself because as cliche as it sounds, you are with yourself 24-7. Why would you not want to show up for yourself? That is so good. It's so true because until you do become self-aware like that, no matter what you do, if you don't change those thoughts in your mind, then nothing in your life is going to change at all. The thoughts like what you were saying, you know, thoughts then will spur on your actions, which will then spur on your reality. And that's the power of our thoughts and our mind. That is so good. Okay, Jess. So 
If we were to wrap up, I want you to give our listeners three tips, your three biggest tips to be able to step out of their comfort zone, really build their confidence and transform their mindset. What would those three tips be? Oh, good question. Put on the spot. Sorry, um, no, 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 no. Earlier. No, I love no, I love being put on the spot. Makes me think. So number one, I would say keep a small promise to yourself every day. Have a daily anchor. So what can you do every single day that is going to ground you? And this can change all the time. For example, one of my things was a few weeks ago is every morning I'd given up caffeine for a little bit. So every morning I would sit and have a cup of tea. And I wouldn't go on my phone. I wouldn't interact with anyone. I would just sit for a few moments and I would just kind of take in what's happening. So make a small promise to yourself, have that daily anchor. Number two, explore what is scaring you in the sense of what is your intuition screaming out at you? What is it saying or what are the signs and synchronicities you're getting or what do you dream of or what keeps coming to the forefront of your mind? And start to explore that. Start to understand why this is coming up for you. Start to do research. Go follow Instagrams. Go watch TikToks on it and stick with it because I guarantee that if it's coming up from your intuition, if it's coming up constantly for you, it is going to be a significant part of your life. It doesn't mean you need to stop everything and whatever it may be, you know, change your career overnight. I mean, you can do, but it's, okay, what keeps coming up or what do I feel aligned to? And then number three, Always, always be mindful of the people that you spend the most time with. You are, as the saying goes, you are the product of the five people you spend your time with. And it is so, so true. Look at what energy you are consuming around you. Understand that if you are constantly with people in a low vibrational mindset, people who are constantly gossiping, people who project onto you, people who will not hold space for you or do not give you a time of day, how is that affecting you? Because I promise you, the more that you are in that type of environment with those people, the more it's going to bring you down and you're not even going to know it. So audit the people that you give the most time and energy to. Isn't that true? (laughs) And you don't generally realise that until you step away and you think, oh, my goodness. Yeah, people can just suck the life out of you. They are awesome. Yeah. They are three awesome tips. I feel so inspired now. I'm going to implement oh, amazing. my life too. Yay. Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. I really, really Thank appreciate you. it. Do you want to let everyone know where they can find you if they want to get in contact with you? Absolutely. Come slide into my DMs over at Instagram. It's probably the easiest way, at Jess Pinelli. So J-E-S-S-P-I-N-I-L-I. And let's have a chat. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Jess. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode, guys. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation Jess and I had. I'm really looking forward to implementing the three tips that she left for us. Now, if you enjoyed this episode, could you please leave a five-star rating? That would be absolutely incredible and I would love you forever. The other thing is if you haven't subscribed to my podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button and you will be notified of any new episodes I have popping up. All right, guys, have an incredible day. Big love, Coach Tash.